Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What do you think about when you hear this? Six-year-old man can meet your daughter on Facebook. Say, hey, we should go get lunch. You can take your daughter to Chick-fil-A. It's 100% legal. The police can't do nothing about that. Most people would probably find that action to be totally inappropriate. But in states like here in Michigan, it's not against the law. Enter Dads Against Predators, a vigilante group that not only hunts child predators, but posted on YouTube for the world to see. Excuse me, everybody! This man's here to meet a 13-year-old girl! Tell the people why you're here to meet a 13-year-old girl! Millions and millions of views later, though, not everybody loves what they're doing. I'm Zach Clark. Here in Michigan, at the end of 2021, there were almost 40,000 registered sex offenders statewide. That puts the state fourth in the country when it comes to the sheer number of registered offenders. But how many more go unreported? If you ask the group Dads Against Predators and their 28-year-old founder, Joshua Mundy, they will tell you they are cutting down on that number, specifically child predators that use apps and websites to hunt their prey. That has run them afoul, though, of law enforcement in their native Ohio and here in Michigan, where they've made several busts. My colleague Emily Roth spoke with Josh Mundy from DAP and Bloomfield Hills Police Detective Paul Schwab for an in-depth piece that you can read on www.newsradio.com. Emily walked me through how DAP began and where it is today. It started when a four-year-old family member got molested by an older adult. This person ended up being in one of his college classes. He told the dean, like, hey, this person's a convicted sex offender. Dean told him, don't start a scene. You're going to you're gonna be kicked out of this class if you start something. You're, you are going to have to switch your schedules to avoid him. And he was basically like, I can't do that. I have a strict schedule. I have children. So eventually what he told me is that he brought it to the community's attention. He didn't end up getting kicked out of that class. And that's when him and his partner, Jay, talked to each other. And they were like, man, I really wonder how many other people are out there like him in this community who are protected and we don't know that nasty people are all around us. Joshua's been doing this for many years. They've got over 100 catches on YouTube, many right here in Metro Detroit. But it seems that from his perspective, Emily, people aren't nearly as aware as they should be. Right. Josh told me when he started the YouTube account, originally it was just to catch local predators in his small town of Fremont, Ohio, of 16,000 people. They really had no hopes or high expectations. He told me that they were aiming for a thousand views. And then they uploaded three videos on their first day and they ended up getting a hundred thousand views. I think it's a cultural issue, like at its main like this isn't this isn't really like a new issue. I mean, this has been happening since the dawn of man, so um I think we're just like in it 
infancy of taking it serious. And then eventually that led them to going across the Ohio border and crossing into Michigan and doing catches from downriver to Auburn Hills and Metro Detroit. I mean, he even told me, you know, after they did some of their first few catches, they were like, how many more can we get? There's so many out there. They obviously have to find these people. How does that part work? Where do they start? Josh told me that it usually starts with Josh or Jay pretending to be the ages they usually use are 14 years old. So it can be a girl or a boy. They join social media websites such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp, Grindr, Meet Me, social media, conversation apps like that. So they'll go on there, make the profile. Of course, when you go on these profiles, you have to say you're 18 because that's just legal requirement. Men eventually come into their messages. That's when Josh says that within the first five messages, the decoy will say their age. So, I mean, you would go on, like, uh, dating apps or something like that, or fake Facebook or fake Instagram. We don't write first. Technically, legally, we could. Like, there's not even a law for us. Like, oh, you can't write first or something. But just just so it feels cleaner or whatever for us on our side, we don't write first. We wait for them to write us. Then we, like, say our age or thing, like, the first five messages. And whatever happens happens is basically up to them at that point. The more I listen to you talk about this story, Emily, you get the feeling that the police departments, law enforcement themselves, they're not doing enough. And maybe that's true, but it's not just because they don't want to. There's more to it than that, yeah? Yeah. Josh told me it has a lot to do with budgets and how much money is allocated towards what they're doing similar to DAP. Like, do they have a predatorial investigation unit? So, you know, police officers are usually constrained. As for police, I don't I don't really think that the police are necessarily an issue. I think there's like a budgeting issue. I think we spend a lot more money on the war on drugs instead of um, the war on children. I think we should allocate more resources to being able to have officers do what we do. And a lot of small towns, um, that stuff just isn't possible. You mentioned earlier the amount of busts they've had, right? Over 100 You were talking about the interactions groups like Dads Against Predators have with local police, and there's kind of this love-hate relationship, it seems. Definitely some friction. So I spoke with Bloomfield Township Detective Paul Schwab about this, and he's not exactly a fan of these vigilante groups. If they bring it to our attention, we will investigate it. And we will do, because we have to stay within the, the, the constraints that are, are, are placed on us as far as what we can do and what we can't do as far as, you know, investigative, you know, uh, techniques and things like that. I am not a big fan of groups like this that seem to take it upon themselves to, and it's not entrapping because I don't want to use that word because entrapping is something totally different. But when they do things like this to try to catch these predators and then they bring it to our attention, sometimes, you know, they put us in a bad spot, especially when they do things. These groups um, violate the law or violate somebody's civil rights. And now we're put in a position where we have to act on both, not only what they brought us, but 
are these groups violating a law or are they violating somebody's civil rights by doing what they do? You heard Detective Paul Schwab say they get concerned that illegalities may happen throughout the process of the vigilantes. Now, the vigilantes don't have to follow those same procedures as law enforcement, right? But it's worth noting, while there is a concern about legality, Joshua Mundy and the Dads Against Predators say their interactions do not break the law at all. Right. They follow all the protocol in the text messages, making sure that they know what the predator is planning to wear at the meetup, where in the exact store they're going to meet up at. Um, they make sure that they send a specific photo. Usually it's uh, put three fingers up, so they can't deny that it wasn't them. You know, the detective told me that he has these concerns that these predator catchers are, you know, going after people that aren't the people that they were supposed to meet up. And Dadskin's predators specifically is very careful about how they catch the predator and to make sure they're catching the correct one. There's telltale signs when you come up someone in a public space and you show them the evidence and you put the photo next to their face. You would know, you know, if you're catching the wrong person. The detective told me that we hear all about the times that they've done it right, but we don't hear about the times that they've done it wrong. Well, I guess we're left with the question, now what? What happens next? The notion that child predators will just vanish, that's not a reality. But at the same time, we've spoken about the relationship between law enforcement and groups like DAP, and there's some friction there. The more Josh talks, though, the more you realize this is not just a hobby or even a job. It almost comes across like an addiction at times. Yeah, exactly. Josh has a passion for this, and he even mentioned, you know, early on it got really tough for him. I believe this is a war. It's a good and evil war. I've tried to stop before, Mike, because it gets heavy. It gets pretty heavy early on. Like not being at this point, I'm just sensitized to a lot of this nasty stuff. But early on, it was really hard for me to flip the switch and kind of just, okay, now I'm a family guy again. You know what I mean? So um, I kind of like mastered that being able to turn off the switch. But um, as far as like not being a part of it at all, I, I don't really see that. Obviously, I don't want to do this when I'm like 60 years old, but. I feel like I'm going to be a part of this war for, I guess, the rest of my life. I think because he has kids of his own and he knows that he is the one that has to take it into his own hands, I have hope that what he's doing will shed light on this issue and have more people talking. But there's kids at risk right now. Hey, Emily, thank you so much for your reporting. Thanks for speaking with me, Zach. You can read Emily Roth's in-depth piece on Dads Against Predators at www.jnewsradio.com right now. Thanks to both Joshua Mundy from DAP and to Bloomfield Hills Police Detective Paul Schwab for talking to Emily for the piece. I'm Zach Clark. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.